Christianity and Ritual by June Raymond Last summer I visited Amiens Cathedral, the tallest and surely most majestic medieval cathedral in Europe. Unlike British Gothic cathedrals, it is largely undamaged by time and the vandals of the Reformation. One feature which was restored in the 19th century is a labyrinth that covers a huge space in the aisle. In the past, when I have walked a labyrinth, I have generally found some new insight, and so I decided to walk this one. It took me just about 20 minutes. On the way, the understanding came to me that while we were on our life's journey, we cannot know how we will reach our destination, but so long as we follow faithfully, we will get there. This means treading a path without knowing how it will lead us and often finding that it can apparently take us further away from our goal, but that, so to speak, God can turn on a sixpence and suddenly, often when we least expect it, we arrive. Labyrinths, which are much older than Christianity, were often used by Christians as a substitute for pilgrimages or instead of Holy Communion as a journey to lead to enlightenment. I had confidence that by joining this ancient ritual, I was in some way entering into an experience of the generations who, from all over the world, in places as far apart as ancient North America and India, have made this strange path of what, a way of entering their own inner journey. Perhaps all rituals are like this. Through them we move from the external world of visible, tangible things to the world of inner power and understanding. And when a ritual has been used often and over generations, it seems to become still more powerful. Even so, some of the best rituals can be ones that are performed spontaneously, and everyone, whether religious or not, has invented their own. Some denominations of Christianity prefer minimal ritual, while for others it is very important. Catholicism, whether of the Anglican or Roman variety, glories in many and varied rituals. The central one is the Mass or Eucharist, and there are, as well, seven sacraments, marking baptism and other important moments in life, which all involve ritual. There are also some that, like walking the labyrinth, are relatively informal. For example, we cross ourselves with holy water, pray the rosary, follow the stations of the cross, light a candle, genuflect towards the altar, and many others. All these minor rituals remind us of our spiritual purpose and help us on our inner journey. As with the labyrinth, rituals take us on a journey from the relatively safe, physical, external world to the mysterious and unknown world, and then back into the everyday world, strengthened and renewed. And often at their heart there is the mystery of death itself. In the pre-Christian cultures from which Christianity emerged, there would often have been an animal sacrifice and a shared meal in which the sacrificed animal was eaten. So, for example, in the Jewish Passover and also many of the Greek cults popular at the time. The Mass takes us symbolically through the events of Christ's death and resurrection and through it 
we move from the transitory life of the individual ego to our eternal and indestructible life, described by Jung as the self or the Christ self, as opposed to the ego. Bread and wine are offered in memory of Christ's death and the service concludes with a communion. Like sacrificial death, communion seems to be common to rituals in most cultures. It can take different forms and be achieved through music and dance, singing or eating and drinking together. In the Mass, it is through the eating and drinking the consecrated bread and wine that the congregation share communion with one another and participate in the life of Christ. As a member of Green Spirit, I have not rejected the rituals of my Catholic faith, but I have learnt to see them as pointing to the much more universal participation in the sacredness or Christ life within the whole of creation. This was always implicit, but it has not always been the way in which Christian sacraments, and in particular the Mass, have been understood. Tayard de Chardin wrote beautifully about his understanding of this in his essay, Mass on the World. But the rest of us have taken a long time to catch up. When I lived in a spiritual but not religious community on the Hebridean island of Erid, our rituals were very simple, standing in circles, holding hands, blessing our food, honouring the full moon and the elements, sun, rain, earth and fire, which brought us our food. But there was also something of the Quaker need to have minimal ritual. Coming from my Catholic practice, I learnt how, instead of reciting the Psalms, Entering into communion with the hills themselves can become an even more powerful way of honouring creation. When I made bread, I honoured all food as life-giving. Swimming in the unpolluted sea, I experienced all water as purifying, giving new life to body and soul. I came to understand the seven sacraments in a new way. It seems to me they are windows which focus our unseeing eyes on the sacredness of moments in creation. I saw them as powerful signposts and I began to experience the whole natural world as sacred. Perhaps the religious rituals of Christianity had indeed led me through their labyrinths to the deeper understanding of and participation in the sacredness of the whole creation toward which they pointed. June Raymond is a sister of Notre Dame and is a long-standing member of the Green Spirit Council. <laughs>